Man. So a God has smiled on me. He has set me free. And God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Yes, Lord, every morning God smiles on me and I got to remember that. Because every morning I get a chance to wake up and do this all over again and hope that uh, and pray that what I do is acceptable in his eyes. That's the main thing. And uh, I've been listening before I get started with my sermon. I listen to a, a, a lot of uh, pastors on podcasts and different things. And so I've been listening to this very uh, uh, he's kind of popular. He's a Hispanic descent uh, Samuel Rodriguez out of, uh, uh, Sacramento. And, uh, this, this pastor, he was talking about one of the, I listened to about four of his sermons, but one of them like really hit me hard because he preached and he talked about one of the greatest miracles of our time. And that's my opinion. It may not be, you know, everybody else's opinion. So what he talked about was uh, January 2015, where this 14-year-old boy fell through the ice. He fell through the ice. And about time the uh, rescuers got there, it was 15 minutes, and they still hadn't found this boy. They still hadn't found him. So that means he's under ice water. And you know, it's a lake or a river, whatever. You know it has to be pretty cold for the whole top of it to turn into ice. 15 minutes. Now, the Navy have a group called the Frogmen. Very, uh, uh, these guys can swim and they can hold their breath longer than anybody. But I don't think they can do it for 15 minutes. I don't think anybody's done it for 15 minutes. So not only that, when this guy, when this 14 year old boy was found 15 minutes after being under the water, he was pronounced dead. Brain dead, clinically dead, dead as dead can get. And he was dead for one whole hour, one whole hour. And as his mother was in the room praying, the machine started beeping a whole hour. Doctors said they had never seen anything like that ever. And that's the closest thing to a resurrection. I won't call it that, even though that's what uh, uh, the pastor uh, uh, Rodriguez called it. He called it a resurrection of our time. So I only think of I only believe in one resurrection. That's just me. That's just my opinion. So he wanted to talk about this and he wanted the world to know about this because, see, it was on the news and I remember it, but it wasn't on the news like everything else. One of the greatest miracles of our time wasn't on the news like everything else. So he preached about it. He didn't feel like he got it off enough. So uh, this pastor has two very good friends. One uh, is Megan Good, which is an actress and uh, her her boyfriend or whatever. His name is uh, Devon Franken, which is a very famous producer. 
for uh, MCM, I think, or one of them. So he called his friend and he said, hey, I got your next best movie. And his friend told him, I have heard that a million times and kind of shrug him off. Well, uh, Pastor Rodriguez has a, a, a television station, it's TBN, and uh, it's mainly Hispanic, so we may not know much about it. So he invited this director to do one of his shows on TBN. But at the same time, he invited the 14-year-old boy who had died for an hour. So after he interviewed both of them, the director walked up to him and said, you got a movie. So let me tell you about this movie. This movie is called Breakthrough. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I'm going to tell you why you probably haven't heard of it. Because they didn't announce it like they did Avengers Endgame. They didn't announce this as, like they did John Wick Chapter 4. So I was thinking about that. Is it three or four? Three. Three. Okay. <laughs> I got too many chapters. Lord, don't make it a foe. So I was thinking about that while I was reading and, and, and listening to this guy. So I did a little research. Avengers Endgame made $3 billion worldwide. $3 billion. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3 just came out yesterday. It made $50 million. This movie Breakthrough, which is a miracle of our time, which is a God miracle. Nobody dies for an hour and come back to life. Have anybody ever heard of that before? This is a miracle of our time. We barely heard about Breakthrough. We barely seen any advertisement about it. We barely heard anything about it. It made $9 million over in other countries. But it made a total of 50 million altogether, and it's been out since uh, Easter. So this is type of uh, and I want to say that just because, see, they will promote Avengers Endgame to the very end. They will promote John Wick to the very end, but they would not promote Breakthrough. Breakthrough is one of the only movies done by a, a, a popular uh, uh, whatever you call MGM and all of them that. The star of the movie was not the mother. The star of the movie was not the 14-year-old boy. The star of this movie is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the star of this movie. I only seen trailers because it just came to my attention. Listen to uh, this gentleman talk about it. So I, I looked at as many trailers as I can, and I am going to get that movie because probably now a DVD. And I'm going to talk about that movie because this is a movie that we all should see. <laughs> this movie should have been put out there on every station because I'm quite sure as more Christians, if they knew about it, they would have went and checked it out. Amen. But they didn't promote it like they did Avengers Endgame. Three billion dollars. And yeah, eventually I'm going to watch that too. Uh huh. I'm not going to watch John Wick. So what I did was yesterday, I guess they're promoting it. So I watched uh, chapter one and chapter two yesterday. <laughs> That's some violent stuff. Now, back in the day, Pastor, back in the day, I would have been all up on the TV like this watching that. It was so violent. Part two, I wound up cutting it off. Now, Keanu Reeves is a great actor and he, he's doing a great job beating people up. And uh, Common was in, uh, the singer Common was in John Wick 2. And it was pretty good, but it was so violent. And this is what they promoted so bigly that it made more money in that one day than Breakthrough has made, period. Yeah. 
And I just had to talk about that because I think sometimes we have things twisted. Even as Christians, sometimes we have things twisted. Because, I mean, if if I would have heard more about this breakthrough movie, I would have made it my business to go see that miracle. If they would have talked about it more on the news like they do everything else. Now, I remember hearing about it one day and I may have heard about it another, but that was it. So if anything else happened in the news, you hear about it four or five times. You hear about Trump every time you turn on the news. You hear about Trump. And the boy who killed his mama. I'd heard that about five or six times, but I didn't hear five or six times about the boy who was in ice water for 15 minutes, died for an hour and came back to life. Ain't that something? And so I'm going to get on with my serving because it actually kind of makes me a little mad. It makes me a little mad that things are actually like that. But uh, uh, the pastor, uh, 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 Reverend Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, said uh, it was all about 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, glory to God. It was all all glory to God that he got that movie out there. He didn't care it only made that small amount of money. He didn't care. He would have liked it to be promoted a little bit more. But he didn't care. But anyway, I just wanted to put that in there because that's what he said. But we're actually coming out of uh, we're actually coming out of John five today. And I didn't get to John's mixed up this time. See, I learned. <laughs> and that's a good thing about uh, you when you're reading the Bible, when you're doing uh, being a new minister, I get a chance to learn. I get a chance to learn. And I ain't no shame in my game. If I'd have made a mistake and I'd have messed up. Please tell me because I'm going to be mad at you if you don't. If somebody else has to tell me I'm messed up who may be listening to my podcast or something, you didn't tell me. I'll be like, now, why didn't you tell me? So if I ever mess up, let me know. So we're coming out of uh, John chapter five today. This story is about the healing at the pool. We're going to start at verse one. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there in uh, Jerusalem near the sheep gate, near the sheep gate, a pool, which is the Armatic is called Bestifa. How do you pronounce that, Pastor? Bestiva? Yeah, Bestesda. Bestesda. And which is surrounded by five covered colonies. Here's a number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the par- the paralyzed, the one who was there had been in- invalid for 38 years, 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? That's all he asked him. Do you want to get well? The man says, sir. The invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. So I'm going to stop there for a minute because when I'm looking at this in chapter uh, six at the end, God asked that man one thing. 
do you want to get well? And he applied instead of saying, because that's a simple question to me. It's a yes or a no. Because if I'm laying there for 38 years and somebody asks me, do I want to get well? I'm going to say, yes, I'm not going to go into all of that. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to raise my hand early because have you ever said something and said God wouldn't do it? Or I'm not going to try it because it's not going to happen. I have done that many a times and God has fooled me by doing it. And he was letting me know, don't say I can't do it. See, God didn't ask him, "Uh, sir, will you please uh, uh, get up? Or sir, I I may can heal you if you let me. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He has one simple question. Do you want to get well? And the and the guy who was paralyzed was like, yeah, but I ain't got no help. He didn't ask him, did he have help? He didn't ask him, did he need help? He simply asked him, do you want to get well? So we got to listen as we pray. We got to listen to what we're praying and what that answer is coming back down to us and not mistake it as being something else. Because if God asks me a question and I know he's asking it, I'm not going to debate with him. I'm not going to, your will be done and not mine, sir. As simple as that. So the gentleman lied there and he'd been lying there for 38 years. And here comes somebody that wants to heal him. And you asking him a question (laughs) instead of saying yes. See, that's what we need to say. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. And amen. (laughs) That's what we need to say. Simple as that. Then it goes on to say, I'm going to read that part again. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. See, the story about this I heard is that an angel came down there and touched that water. And so the water had some healing powers in there. And so the the guy who was the man who was uh, he was probably this close to the water. But every time by him not having nobody to help, he couldn't get in there and somebody would jump in there when the water was stirred, meaning bubbling before he could. Before he can even get up in there, taking advantage of the man that was paralyzed. Then he goes on to say, well, I'm trying to get in. Someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. He asked him. He didn't say, sir, would you please get up? Sir, would you like to get up? He made a command. Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. So here's the deal. On Sabbath, you don't supposed to do nothing like that. You don't supposed to do that. But this is Jesus we're talking about. And see, Jesus do things when it's time to do things, yeah. not because it's savage, not because because if he let me continue reading. Okay. So the day of which that this took place was Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed. It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. So instead of these Jewish leaders saying, whoa, this guy been down on that on that floor for 38 years. Now he's walking with a mat. All they cared about. It was the Sabbath and he wasn't supposed to be healed. 
That is not the type of Christian I would want to be. He don't supposed to be healed because today is the Sabbath. But God heals when you unexpect, when it's unexpected and when he's ready to heal. If whether it's the Sabbath or whatever day it is, because that man that was laying there for 38, uh, 38 years deserved to be healed. And that just happened to be the day Jesus came along. So it was Sabbath and he did heal him. And it goes on to say, so let me see here. So they uh, let me go back to 12. So they asked him, who is the fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd and that and and that slipped into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are all well again. Stop sinning. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leader began to persecute him in his defense. Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work. Can I get another amen? (laughs) Whether it's savage, whether it's rain, sleet or snow. His father, which is God, is always at work and he's always at work within us. I know he's always at work within me. Including he'd be with me at work, too, like I told y'all earlier. <laughs> He's always at work. And it goes on to say, to this very day, and to I am working. In other words, saying, my father working, and guess what? I am, too, regardless of what day it was. For this reason had tried all of their, uh, had, excuse me, for this reason, they tried all of the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. I am so glad it's not like that today because I call God my father. Amen. He, God is my father. I call him my father. I say, dear Heavenly Father, when I get to praying. So and I don't think he don't mind. I don't think he minds at all. And uh, speaking about this guy who's paralyzed. See, here's the thing. And you might disagree with me, and that's okay, because it's cool to disagree. But we all been paralyzed some type of way. If it's been in our mind, our body, or our soul, we all kind of been paralyzed. Some of us been paralyzed because they don't get enough attention. Some of us been paralyzed on Facebook because they're not getting like, 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 like on all they post. Yeah. I know people like that. Oh, nobody like my post. And they paralyze. <laughs> it paralyzes them for the day. Seriously. Amen. You may be paralyzed in a physical way. You may be paralyzed in a mental way. But you all have been through some sort of uh, being paralyzed. Anybody disagree? (laughs) I shouldn't ask that. So, but you don't let those things define you. You don't let those things, and we're old enough to know, 
that we don't let those things that when people don't like us at our jobs or when people don't like us on Facebook, that that should paralyze our mind in any type way. Because those people that don't like us, most of the time don't even like themselves. Most of the time, those people who don't like us have issues with themselves. Mm-hmm. The issue is never with us most of the time. And if we get upset about it, we go home mad and they at home not even thinking twice about what they've done to us. Amen. So we need to do exactly what they do, not think twice about what they've done either. Mm-hmm. And do forgive them. Do forgive them. And forgive them real. Don't be forgiving them with that anger. Yes. Don't forgive them with that anger, pray. Forgive them for real. You know? And you might even say, for well, they know not what they do. Because they probably don't. They probably don't. And they're not going to define me. And what defines me has nothing to do with them. Matter of fact, what they think about me is none of my business. It's all their business. Nothing is going to define me but me while I'm here. I'm going to define myself. If I'm doing wrong, I'm going to chastise me. I'm going to think about it daily. And I can do that now. And it kind of feels good to sit back and say, okay, Richard, even though they said something wrong, what was your part in it? What could have you done to avoid them, to uh, uh, not trigger or whatever? And if I find nothing, then, hey, forget them. And every now and then I find something that I've done, but I have to check my own self and I do. Yes. It's kind of cool to check yourself and say, hmm, maybe I could have did this differently. Or maybe I could have said this differently. But still in though, they don't define me. You are not defined about by the hell you go through. You're only defined by the heaven you go into. The hell that we're going through does not define us because we know where we're going when we leave here. Amen. So whatever happens, don't let it, don't take it to heart. And I'm talking to myself too. Uh, I'm preaching to y'all and whoever's listened to five people I got on my podcast, <laughs> but it will be more. <laughs> so I'm talking to y'all, but I'm actually talking to myself because sometimes uh, I have to remind myself that these people don't define who I am. They're not the father, you know, they're not the ones who I uh, have to face when I'm gone. So I'm not going to let them take me out of my character. But uh, also it goes on to say here. Let's go back to 18. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was breaking, not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he see his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that so that you will be amazed huh so what he's letting them know is yeah i did this on the sabbath and this is the same thing that my father would do this is what my father allows me to do because he opens my eyes and he shows me things 
and he shows me things that he does. And since he's my father, I could do it too because he gives me that permission. And it goes on to say, moreover, oh, wait a minute, let me go back. For just as the father raised the dead and give them life, even so the son gives life to those he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son, that all may honor the son just as they honor the father. Whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father. And, uh, you know, when you're doing a, a podcast and you're doing all this stuff on Facebook, you get those other people, too, because I have people that believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. You know, and so I may send out a question. Uh, do you really believe there's one and not the other? OK, what do you think about, you know, and I don't try to test them because I'm not going toe to toe with them. To each his own. You believe what you would like to believe, but I'm sure going to believe what I like to believe. And I'm going to be like this. I'd rather go on like believing in God and Jesus and find out that there ain't when I die. than die and find out that there is and I didn't serve them. I'm serving them. I don't care what the other people think. I don't care what the other people say. So, yeah, I have like uh, two people that have texted me that. Then seriously text me that. Oh, ain't no Jesus. And this made me mad. One of them told me that that was one of the greatest fibs ever told. So I get I got mad, but they didn't know it. I just erased them. They're no longer my friends. They they was on my prayer warrior thing. I erased their comment. I erased them. And so because some people you just it is what it is. They're going to believe what they're going to believe, but you're not going to change my beliefs. You're not going to change what I believe in. I don't matter how hard you try. You know, and uh, let me go ahead and finish this. My sermon is a little short today and it goes on to say, do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live. And those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned by myself. I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just for I seek not. Let me read that again. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just for. I seek not to please myself, but to him who sent me. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, like I say, my sermon wasn't that long today, but it was very important to me that I got out there about that movie Breakthrough. Because I want all of us to at least watch it. I want us to watch it because I think and, and here's another part. I'm not going to tell you much about the movie, because if I have to buy the DVD for every one of us in here, we're going to see that movie. <laughs> I will buy the DVDs because I, 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 I saw about three trailers. One trailer was the guy who found him 15 minutes later in that water. He's about to give up. They was about to give up on looking for this boy anymore. 
And the guy said, but I heard this voice to tell me to try again. And his partner said that was God. Now, here's the tricky part about it. The black guy who saved this boy said, but I don't believe in God. He said, but I don't believe in God. But the trailer that I looked at when he was saying that, he was saying it was so confused. It was so confusing. His whole face, you can tell that after his friend said that was God. And he said that, that he had the stupid look on his face like, ooh, was it? I don't believe it, but was it? Couldn't have been nothing else. Because like I say, nobody lives underwater for 15 minutes and you didn't gave up. You've been down there looking around in some icy cold water for 15 minutes and ain't found them. You come up out the water and you hear something and you go back in there and find them. Ain't nothing but God, whether you believe it or not. So let's make sure that uh, uh, because if. I'm going to bug y'all next week to ask, did you see it? If not, then I'm just going to buy it. Because I really think we should see it. Because like I say, you know, it's been so many movies out there. And it's not the only one. But it's one of the only ones by a major production company that the Holy Spirit was actually the star of the whole movie. Amen? Amen. All right. <laughs> Let's give it a little hand clap there. <laughs>